Hello and welcome to Shepherd's Fold Ministries. We're glad that you have joined us for today's Encouragement Podcast Series episode. I'm Brent Van Hook, your host. I'm the director of Shepherd's Fold Ministries, and we are glad that you have joined us today. Our purpose is to encourage you in the work that you are doing for the Lord. Today we have a very special guest. It's Doug Samples, a longtime friend of mine. And Doug, we are so glad that you are here. Welcome to Shepherd's Fold Ministries. Thanks, Brett. It is always good to be with you. Good memories, long memories. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we can just hit a couple highlights maybe. I When I was in my first pastorate in Oklahoma, you came to direct an intern program for ministry students, and I knew you were coming. I made it my goal for the first thing that you saw when you moved in was there to be a letter on your desk from me because I loved that program, and I wanted to get to know you, and we've been friends ever since. Absolutely. I remember that, and I always remember. If if one of my students was willing to drive, mm-hmm. uh, what? 35 minutes to Chickasha. I was always glad for them to serve with you and learn from you. Well, I thank you. And our, uh, our paths have crossed in meaningful, encouraging ways. And so Doug, your attitude of encouragement is uh, one of the reasons, one of many reasons why I thought it would be great if you would be our special guest today. Will you take a moment and tell us just a little bit about your life and ministry so that our listeners can get to know you just a little bit better? Sure, would love to. I uh, I was called at the age of 15 to be a Nazarene missionary uh, way back when. That transitioned into a call to pastoral ministry. And so I have served as a pastor in the Church of the Nazarene for 30 years, pastoring churches in Ohio, and California, and also here in Oklahoma. And while I was serving as pastor here in Oklahoma, I was also serving as a professor of pastoral theology for the School of Theology and Ministry at Southern Nazarene University. And just this past year, I have uh, shifted into a position uh, out of the School of Theology and Ministry and into our School of Professional and Graduate Studies as a chaplain for 1,200 adult students who are getting their degree completion or their master's degree with Southern Nazarene. And then I also do some webinar work for our uh, SNU pastors as a part of the church relations work here at Southern Nazarene. So that that's that still gets me up of a morning. I, I, I look forward to getting up and believe it's okay to wake up smiling and just get at it. Amen. Well, you have such a joyous spirit, Doug, and that's one of the reasons I wanted you to be a special guest on our podcast. Let me get your insights regarding this question. Why are ministers important? The best way, just from my own personal experience, and that is what a privilege it is to be a pastor. I believe that everybody ought to be called to whatever it is they're doing. I really like Frederick Beckner's definition. Uh, Your calling is where uh, your great passion meets the world's deep needs. So I think everybody ought to have a sense of calling, whatever they're doing. But to be called to be a pastor in 
Christ's Church is an amazing privilege to, to pastor a group of people, to shepherd a group of people, to lead people on a spiritual journey is just, <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. Uh, and even, though it's hard and heavy, the privilege of carrying burdens of and the concerns of not only yourself and your own family, but then the needs of your congregation, just to carry those burdens and help people walk the journey. Um, and now that I've been trying to teach some of this over the last 20 years or so, I'm discovering more and more the importance of the word balance, mm -hmm. uh, how important it is for pastors to be balanced. And I've got a whole list. I won't go through it. For instance, just the balance between being priest and prophet, a priest that goes to God on behalf of his people and a prophet that then brings the word of God to his people. Um, the balance between exegeting the Bible and exegeting your culture. And ministers, pastors stand up every morning right now in front of a, a camera and a microphone, <laughs> but we've got to do both of those things really, really well, exegeting the Bible and then exegeting our culture and interpreting the Bible, um, you know, to, to the culture that's listening to us. And then even more today than ever before, the importance of balancing our work, pastor's work, inside the walls of the church and then also outside the walls of the church. Right now, I, I know that my pastor friends are, are struggling. It's hard. One of my, my friends in a prayer a week or two ago, prayed, you know, God, it's like we're treading water and we need somebody to throw us a life preserver, but sometimes it seems they're throwing bricks at us. Oh, mm -hmm. I just, that broke, Brent, that broke mm -hmm. my heart. Mm -hmm. Pastors needing a life preserver and just from some people are getting bricks. So I what a privilege to give these words of encouragement and maybe a life preserver to someone that needs it today. What a great image. What a great yeah. image. Yeah. Well, then with that in mind, Doug, let me ask this follow-up question. Why should ministers keep going and not give up? <laughs> well, again, everybody ought to have a call to whatever they're doing, and everybody ought to have a, a, a an attitude that just chooses to never give up. And so that, that applies to pastors and, oh, by the way, everybody else. Uh, I learned this from my dad back in my junior high years, who was not a pastor, um, who would take me down to Knollwood, a piece of property that he bought just so he could work me like a dog. And it must have had a million trees on it. And we, and this is back in the hills of West Virginia, and we must cut down you know, three or four or 500 of those trees. My dad did not believe in power tools. And my dad did not believe about cutting a tree off at the ground level. So we grubbed out 500 trees, uh, digging them up by the roots, dropping them, uh, cutting them up with a two-man saw, all of that without any kind of power tools. This is back in the dark ages. And Brent, I just, with, when dad and I are working on those trees, he'd take his tree and I'd take my tree. You, you just don't quit until the tree's on the ground. Mm -hmm. It's not just pastors. It's, it's all of us. We, we just, you, you don't give up. You don't quit. Mm -hmm. It just not, 
It's just not what we do. And one of my favorite quotes that I think ought to be in the Bible, but it's from <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, success is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. Mm. Mm. Isn't that good? Mm. <laughs> Success is going from failure to failure. And how many failures did Abraham Lincoln have before he was finally elected as president of the United States? Mm. And so it's just a deep level of faith in God's ability to, to keep us going. And maybe I can just hang in here for a little bit longer. Amen. Amen. Hey, in just a few moments, we'll bring today's podcast to a close. But before we do, is there a word of encouragement, Doug, that you'd like to share with us today? My word of encouragement, after we just just got through talking about not quitting and not giving up, my word of encouragement is for pastors to quit doing so many things. Mm. Too many pastors mm -hmm. are trying to do too many things, and what they're not doing is observing Sabbath. And so I just finished a four-part webinar on uh, finding Sabbath for dangerously tired pastors. Tom Oden, in his book, Pastoral Theology, the pastor's primary task is to equip the body, not try to do everything for the laity. It is pride and a need to control that causes the pastor to attempt to do the work of the entire congregation. And so um, at the conclusion of this um, four-week webinar that I did, I put together a, a packet of material for Sabbath rhythms and sabbaticals. And could I, if I could send that to you, do you have a place you could put that? I'd be glad for you to give, I'm just, I'm giving it to you. You can give it to anybody that wants it. And um, I think it might be helpful. What you have provided is a tool to help us move from the concept of sabbatical, which we might all agree with, <laughs> to putting it into practice. So yes. let's do everything we can to put it in everyone's hands. We have it at the bottom of the page of shepherdsfoldministries.com. Click the link to Sabbath Rhythms Resource. Anything else you'd like to add about that, Doug? The pastor's... Uh, or church leaders would be free to pick this thing apart. I, I don't, I don't own any any of this, and so they'd be welcome to grab it and take it apart, add to it, make it better, and uh, and share it with their church boards. Amen. Shepherdsfoldministries.com, Sabbath Rhythms Resource. It's more than just sabbatical information. It's about how to have rhythms in your life in which you're able to achieve balance. Doug, thanks again for being our special guest today. Thanks so much.